Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello, and thanks for joining us on another edition of Reach for Hope, where there's always hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, in the United States, suicides outnumber homicides almost two to one. Research shows that whether you attempt to live or die depends largely upon uh, the, the readily availability of lethal means, especially firearms. Now, it's our duty to take away those lethal means if someone we know is suicidal. With us today is Scott Carl owner of Utah Safe Company here in St. George, to talk about locking up those firearms. Welcome, Scott. Well, thanks thank for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate that. Now, first of all, Scott, tell us how long you've had Utah Safe Company here in Utah and and why what kind of safes you actually offer. Okay, yeah. So um, I've been the owner of Utah Safe Company for almost five years. Next month, we'll hit five years. Um, we offer all sorts of different safes. We, we started out because um, there was a niche for more smaller safes, home safes, that kind of things, not necessarily just gun safes. Uh, obviously, we have all sorts of different gun safes, all different safes of different sizes and shapes and, and quality. We sell things starting anywhere from $100 up to um, we do the high security. We actually did a high security safe for a gold mine in, that's in the western United States that was about $40,000 and weighed about 7,400 pounds. Wow. So we do that kind of stuff. We do vault doors, vault rooms, panic rooms as well. Um, but yeah, we have uh, our showroom. Where we've got all of those different options available. That's great. And it's right here in St. George. It is. Yep. Right here in St. George. Okay. So you have recently given up over the last couple of years, vaults or smaller gun saves for people who might be, um, you know, wanting to lock some guns up or keep, yeah. keep people safe. Tell us about that and how that works. Yeah. So um, about two years ago, we uh, met up and talked with Reach for Hope Correlation and um, kind of came in with this idea of, you know, getting safes, uh, mainly handgun safes at that time, handgun safes um, available for, for people that are going through these circumstances. So we kind of reached out with them. Um, since then, we've delivered um, over 660 safes um, throughout the state of Utah for suicide prevention, uh, right around $135,000 that we've been able to help provide for suicide prevention. Um, Reach for Hope is one of our great partners. We've also teamed up with like the Utah Veterans Association and delivered safes with them too. And so um, it's been really great. We've we've loved working. This is such a great cause, and we've been we've been humbled and honored to be able to do as much as we've been doing with everybody. Tell us about your passion for this. Yeah. Um, so my passion really comes um, from from a little bit of of experience with the suicide prevention stuff. You know, uh, growing up, I grew up here in Southern Utah, uh, raised here, lived most of my life here in Southern Utah, and, and watched. Uh, a lot of the changes that have happened. And um, as part of that, I, I've seen kind of the things that have happened in our community. And we've gone from this small town community that's loving and and everyone kind of takes care of each other into more of a, it's, it's getting tougher and tougher to, to, to find those kind of groups with different people and to find those relationships. And so um, I, as I was going through some of the transitions in life, I, my, I would say, 
I didn't have the the easiest of lives growing up. Um, and during the, some of those times, you know, I kind of got to those low points. I got to those points where I felt, you know, that that I wouldn't say the desire, but I felt those thoughts trickle in, and and the thoughts of, you know, you know, maybe this world would be better without me. And it was really tough. And you know, I, I luckily had some pretty good friends and family, and was able to to not have quick, easy access to things that would have made that split decision a bad decision for everybody. And so um, from that, I, I've, I've paid attention to suicide prevention. I have anxiety and depression runs in my family, and I've seen family members go through those same similar thought processes. And to be able to have just that that extra protection there, um, I've read articles that have talked. It's about you, know, you have about a 33% chance of, of having someone not commit suicide if they've got a safe in their home because it, it just provides that extra barrier from, like I said, we all have those days where we have split decisions that we decide to make. And, and if we have something that just stops us and makes us stop and think, it really helps prevent that from moving forward and making us uh, helping us make that, or not, it helps us prevent making that decision that, that could be fatal. And so for me, really getting safes, getting that extra stop and think and, and, Having everybody realize that, you know, you're not alone. You're not, you know, there are things that are happening and, and there's lots of other people that have had those experiences and they may not have had the exact same experience as you, but they're people that are care and that listen, that are there to help you and having that, you know, having that, that time to think before you get into the safe to get into those lethal means. Yeah. It's really a big drive for why. Well, and it gives the peace of mind to the families that, that know that that gun is locked up in that safe. How do these safes work? Basically, there's a code on there or what? Yeah. So uh, we have several different options as far as how it works. Um, you've got like the old school, high school locker style combination where you spin it to, to open it up. We've got like a keypad, a number, code one. We've got a biometric fingerprint reader. You've got a couple different options that way. And so, like you said, it makes it nice. It's easy and quick to be able to change the code. So if you if you do have somebody that's, you know, you feel like they're in that room and they're, they're in that headspace where they're going to, they might be thinking of doing that kind of stuff. It's quick, easy combo change. What they don't know, all their valuables stay with them, but you're the one that knows the code, so they can't get in there unless they ask you for help to get into their safe. And so you have, you're able to help control people's um, access to those means. Yeah, that's better. what it's all about: is reducing that access, whether yeah. it's whether it's a, a gun or other lethal means such yeah. as medications, maybe even alcohol. Exactly. Um, why do you think it's so important to pay attention to that? Um, you know, like I said, I kind of just from, from experiences personally, um, I had, I had a great family, but a lot of it was just like, there, there just wasn't a lot of check-in. There mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of that, like, Hey, how you doing? How is your mental health? That, that, that wasn't, weren't conversations that came up in my, in my household. And so having that, those check-ins, I think would have totally got me away from that, <laughs> totally getting me from that side. And. And as you get into some of those things, like I've seen, I've seen family members that have, they've expressed that they've learned those things to be able to express it. And so we've been able to step in and be like, all right, yeah, let's, we'll put it in the safe. We're going to change the code or we're going to move the safe over here. And it just, like you said, peace of mind for that family to be okay. Yeah. We know that the things that they're, that are their vices, that, like you said, alcohol, guns, medications, whatever it is, is locked up safe. And we know that's way. So now we can have a calmer communication knowing that that's now off of the table for you. Right, right. Um, as we said, that these safes are free through Reach for Hope. Yes. Uh, but there are qualifications that must be met first. Um, 
obviously the first is that there is a gun in the home and the person must have uh, one of the following, um, a behavioral health consultation and a therapist recommending a gun safe, SMRT or stabilization mobile response team has responded to a crisis, uh, previous history of suicide attempts, or recent visits to the Access Center or Crisis Stabilization Center um, for suicide ideation, which um, is a big one. And then, of course, the individual must indicate that they have an intent to use the gun safe. So that's that's so important um, when it comes to suicide prevention and storing uh, firearms safely. Um, we need to reduce that that risk factor there. Why, and we've heard why you're so passionate about it. There are also some other safety tips about firearms that we want to share um, to reduce that suicide risk or gun safety tips. To unload guns when they're not in use, uh, maybe store the, fire, the, the bullets or whatever in, in that safe. Yep. Uh, store them separately in secure locations. Lock your guns and bullets up. Um, we do offer free gun locks as well. Uh, those are available through Reach for Hope. Uh, remove guns from your home. If someone who lives there is showing signs of suicide, maybe call call the police and, and say, hey, can you temporarily hold these um, away from this person because we know that they're, they're not thinking right. Um, I think that all of these things can be prevention, uh, great prevention tips for people. Um, but that sometimes that's not even enough. So um, do you have any stories you'd like to share where these vaults or safes have pro possibly saved lives? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had some, we've had some interesting people come in um, throughout, throughout the five years that we've been there. Um, we, I've had um, the fortunate and unfortunate side of, of, of listening to and, and getting to meet some of these people. We've had a, a situation where we had a wife come in, and the wife, you could tell she was just extremely worried, extremely stressed. Um, she came in and she's like, look, we don't have a lot of money. I, I, I don't have a lot to give to you. I need something. I can just tell my husband's struggling. He's just, it's just not, not something that I feel comfortable with. And you could tell that it was just not a good situation. And, and we were able to, to step in and we, luckily I had some safes that I could provide. And so I provided a safe for her and, and we had, you know, a couple years later, I actually ran into him and you could just feel that there was not that stress anymore, that, that, that happiness was more there. And I loved seeing that. And, you know, they didn't come and approach me in, in any way that way. It was, it was very much a discreet thing that the wife was doing to try and help her husband without him getting upset or anything that way. And to be able to see those points of view was, it was great. It was, it was great to be able to, to be a part of helping somebody get into a, a, a better situation. And like I said, there's a lot of these things that, um, as you talk about helping other people, we, we very much uh, uh, are very focused on privacy and security and, and peace of mind that way. And so if there are people that are, are worried about it, that's one of the things with some of these situations that there's a lot of privacy that's involved with it. And so you don't have to go out and advertise it. You don't have to worry that, you know, I tell people like the two people that you don't want to stress about and you want to make sure that they keep your stuff privacy is your doctor and, and your safe guy. You don't want them advertising all the things that you've got and all the problems that you've got. Yeah. And so that's one of our main focuses is making sure that you have that privacy and that comfort of knowing 
what's your valuables, what's your prerogative as far as having a safe goes is kept for you. And it's not anybody else's business. And so that kind of helps keep that peace of mind too, because it's a big cultural thing here. You don't want to have everybody see your dirty laundry. You don't want everybody to know that you're going through a tough time. And so if we can help out and keep that private so that you're you're feeling comfortable in these tough situations, we, we want to make sure that happens. Yeah, that's great. I, I never thought about the doctor safe guy thing, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. that's perfect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've heard about those statistics I talked about earlier yeah. about firearms being the most lethal method for those who might try and take their own lives. However, guns can also be used to protect lives as well. Why do you think it's important for people to know it's important to realize that? Yeah. So um, my background and where I kind of got into the safe industry was actually from the gun industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been in the gun industry for almost 10 years now. And, you know, I'm a a gun guy. I like guns and going out and shooting. And and that's that's a passion of mine. Um, I think the important part is 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 understanding the ups and downs of life. And understanding that there's there's a reason and a purpose for items, just the same as there's, you know, reasons for birthday cakes. Birthday cakes are great things to celebrate, but it doesn't mean you should go eat them every single day. That's going to be bad for your health. Right. And so as far as this situation goes, you can enjoy the guns and have them in a safe manner um, and have them in a place that protects against your family. Because like I look at my, my children, I've got two kids. Um, I have my guns locked up in a safe because... I don't want them to get into a situation that could cause them. Like I said, growing up, that's where I was at. Um, And and I was fortunate enough that I didn't have any guns in the house. Um, But if I would have had guns and they were readily available, my my kids might have, like I might have made that bad decision and it wasn't my dad's fault or my mom's fault or any of those guys. Right. Um, But having that safe kind of keeps protection on that side. But then also learning to be respectful and responsible with firearms and how to use them properly. And you can go have a good time. For me, that is now a stress reliever. If I'm getting anxious or, you know, if I, I just need a break, I love going out and going shooting. And I love going out hunting and going out and doing that. And so that that helps me calm down on some of those sides where before it would have been something that I could have used in the wrong way. And so that's just interesting. Un- understanding the balance there. Yeah. I mean, I learned hunter's safety when I was younger too. So yeah. that how to teach, treat guns and yeah, how exactly. not to point them at people. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they're unloaded. All, all of the things is if it's going to cause instant damage to whatever it is. And they say like, whatever you don't, uh, one of the, the gun rules and uh, the safety rules is don't point at anything you don't want to destroy. I love the word destroy because that's truly what it is, is destruction. And so being able to to use that wisely. Yeah. So accidents can happen from firearms. And that's a a good way to think about that is we don't want them to get in the wrong hands. So we need to teach that, you know, this is something that mom and dad use or stay away or, you know, teach our family members that about because accidents are that's terrible. Yeah. Accidental shootings. Now, Reach for Hope has put out several videos relating to suicide prevention and firearm safety. So let's take a look at a video uh, that shows proper handling of a weapon as well as storage during a crisis. Last year, I was at my lowest, going through some pretty serious depression. A couple of friends of mine stopped by the house and said they were worried about me. Said they'd feel a lot better if they could hold on to my firearms until things turned around. I think they saved my life. If your loved ones are struggling, talk to them about temporarily storing their guns away from their home because things do get better.
I like he, how he how he described that. You know, if someone's you know. He's, he himself wasn't feeling good, so they, they stored it and kept it safe. Yeah. There, we have that uh, suicide number at the end, and there's a, a, a one that's 988 now that's easier for people to use. So we want to remind people of that as well, um, if you're thinking about it or whatever. But I, I really like the idea of keeping these guns safe. We also know that, uh, I don't know how old the guy was in that video, but we also know that middle-aged men um, are the most likely to use a firearm to attempt suicide. And that includes veterans. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how you've helped out the veterans you mentioned earlier in the yeah. episode? Yeah. So, um, yeah, your st- the statistics are correct. You know, we see a lot of the middle-aged men um, that are struggling with this kind of stuff, that are struggling with the thoughts of suicide. Um, you know, being being in that, that side of where, you know, you're not at retirement, you're not a young guy anymore. There's a, there's a lot of hard things that go on. And there's a lot of hardships and, and thoughts that, that go through your brain if you're doing right, if you're okay, you know, if you're taking care of your family, if you're at the best point in your career. There's so many decisions that need to be made that can, can drive people to, to those thoughts. Um, and so we see we see that that age group really affected by the firearm side. And it's, and it's a, it's something that once again, is a common, everyone can go out and buy a gun. And especially here in our community, that, that the whole going out and shooting is pretty, pretty common here. And so to fit in with the crowd and do that, um, you go shooting with guns, but then it can lead to, to those other, those other quick decisions that are fatal. Um, what we see too with the the veteran community, we so uh, last year we teamed up with the Utah uh, Veteran Association. Uh, we delivered over 400 safes throughout the entire state of Utah, from here in St. George all the way to Vernal, Salt Lake, uh, out in Blanding, uh, Richfield, all over the whole entire state of Utah. We delivered over 400 uh, rifle and handgun safes, and um, with that with that that thought process, uh, we've seen. Um, I mean, I've seen personally with uh, with some of the the people that I've worked with that it's it's tough. It's tough to have um, gone through what you've gone through and see the things that you see and then come back to a normal life. Once you've experienced things that are what I'm going to call uh, outside of Utah, real world outside of Utah, outside of even the United States, and 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 seeing some of these. Uh, the hardships that are that are out there. I've, I've lived in third world countries before, and slept on cement floors. And I'm like, I'm coming back here, it, there's just nothing you can describe to to people that are live here that don't know what that's like. And and some of that times it, it's tough. It's tough to be feeling that loneliness and feeling that you know people don't quite understand what what it is that you're going through. And so. Um, that's one of the the main things that we've seen with a lot of these military guys. And also you have the stigma of you're a military person. You're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be brave. You're supposed to be that. And a lot of people, it's, it's a hard thing to live up to when you've done what you've done and you've been through what you've been through. And so, um, that's why we love working with any of the veteran community stuff, any of the veteran organizations and helping out with these, because once again, they kind of come with that. The gun stigma. You're a military person. You dealt with guns. You dealt with firearms. You you you've you know how to use that side. Once again, the tough, gruff, brave, mm-hmm. and so being able to have being able to provide that once again that barrier that, that let's stop and think about this. That's a huge reason why we we try to work with those communities to kind of give them that let's stop and think and see you know what, you are loved. There are people there that that want to support you. There's a huge veterans community here. 
um, that I've worked with personally. There's a lot of veteran support in this area. And so if you are a veteran and you don't know about it, reach out. There, there are a lot of veterans that are willing to do whatever, whenever. I've seen it firsthand where they will go out of their way, leave whatever they're doing to come and support you in your time of crisis. Yeah. So how do they get, how do they get with these veterans organizations to get these safes? Yeah. So with the Utah VA, um, you can reach out to your, VA, your, your local uh, area or your local district. Um, so here in St. George, um, the safes we, that we delivered went out to the armory just down the south end town over by River, or off of River Road. Um, so you can reach out, talk with them. Um, the, there's a lot of the National Guard stations that we took them to, so a lot of the National Guard areas. Um, reach out to your representatives that are in your area, and, and they will have that knowledge of what it takes to, to get one for you if you are feeling it. Um, they have those resources available for them. Yeah, and how would someone uh, reach out to, to your Utah Safe Company here? You're, you're in a new location in yeah. St. George? Yeah, yep. So we've got our new location in St. George. We're right off of St. George Boulevard and Red Hills Parkway, right by the Tropical Smoothie. Um, and so we've got our showroom there. Um, we're open 10 a.m. to 5.30 Monday through Friday and then 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Um, you can reach out to us. Um, we have our Facebook and Instagram, and you can check us out on Google. Um, you can call us. 435-574-4410. Um, we have our staff available. Um, we have got a great staff that, are, that are, we're here to take care of people. That's one of my things. I'm going to shout out my team. They're just an amazing team that they, they truly care. Um, we have customer service is our number one in mind. And and so if there are if you are going through struggles, if you really, truly need some help, we're, we will do whatever we can for you. And um, I, I highly am, am very impressed and, and love my team because they're all jumping with that mentality too and we'll, we'll do whatever we can for anybody and so uh, don't hesitate if you're going through a hard time and you need something to, to reach out to us or to any of the organizations um, and then uh, if you do come and support us we actually are starting new for this year buy a safe give a safe mm. so for every safe that's bought um, we are going to be donating a safe uh, to the different organizations like Reach for Hope, Utah VA, different counseling services that help out with suicide prevention. So all of the all of the purchasing that comes through us, all the safes sold through us, we're actually going to donate a portion of that and, and help out. Wow, how generous! That's so yeah. awesome. It shows yeah. your passion and your yeah. and your willingness to help, and 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 we really appreciate that at Reach for Hope yeah. for sure. And if anybody needs one through us, we still have a bunch of gun safes left. Uh, ReachforHopeUtah.org, so you can reach out for that as well. Um, any last thoughts that you'd like to share about the importance of of you know, suicide prevention and um, keeping these lethal means out of the hands of someone who might be struggling. I mean, I don't want to overstigmatize this, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, last thoughts for me is really just care for people. Be, be there for, for everybody. You never know who's going through a tough time. I was a school teacher for uh, almost five years um, in a low-income school. And there were a lot of students that I watched, uh, watched and was able to teach that they look like normal on the outside. And when you dug into their 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 lives, you found out how how hard their lives were and how rough they had it. There were some situations that made me sick to my stomach. And could I tell that from just looking at the student? No, there was no way. And I know that happens even more with adults. Adults are really really good at hiding things, even better than kids are. And so. 
um, just asking, finding and reaching out to friends and family. How you doing? Asking that question, how you doing, is is a huge help in in identifying who really does because it's it's pretty easy to tell if they're like, oh, I'm, I'm good. You can you can hear intimation on what's truly going on and 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 caring about them um, and and understanding that having having the means to protect them um, or yourself by by locking something up understanding that extra step is really there to help you stay here <laughs> we yeah. all, we need you here well whoever thinks that that they're not needed here on this earth they are and so um just taking that step giving yourself that that advantage giving yourself the the benefit of the doubt saying okay i am going to lock something up you know taking that step to saying I'm going to pass it to somebody else or I'm going to give somebody else the code. So at least I have my stuff here. So I know they're not going to take anything. All my stuff will be here under my watch, but I can't get into it without somebody else's help yeah. or being that one to say, Hey, I need some help. Can you, can you hand can you take my guns or offering that? Hey, can, can I hold on to things for you? Whether it be your medications or whatever, like I've got a safe here, we can put it in that way, you know, it's protected. And yeah, but really just just care for people. <laughs> yeah, I just really appreciate you sharing your own experiences and your own thoughts and for all you're doing for our community and for suicide prevention. So thank you so much yeah. for this information. And thanks to all of you for listening. And uh, we hope that you'll share this vodcast with others so that we can keep everyone safe. Thanks for watching and we hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call or text the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988 because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.